Welcome to the Bucktails Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Self. Here, hunters tell their stories. Thank you for listening. Pick his head up. Pick his head up. Yeah! Look at that. Good deer, babe. Welcome back to the Bucktails Podcast for episode two. This is your host, Eli Self. I've got with me today Evan Bafilli. Uh, a little bit of background on how I know Evan. Evan is, I think, four years younger than I am, so I watched him play high school basketball at Lumpkin County. Uh, they were pretty good back in the day. But uh, also, my wife's sister is good friends with Evan's sister. We so, so we've hung out, you know, as a friend group for a while. Evan's wife. Evan's wife. Yeah. What did I say? Sister. Sister. Wife. <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. Anywho, my. <laughs> My, my wife's sister is friends with Evan's wife. Sue me. All right. Um, so we've hung out as friend groups. But funny story, uh, when I first started hanging out with Evan, he swore that I hated him like the first few times. Like he told me not long ago, actually, that he thought I hated him. So I, I guess I have that that look about me, that facial expression, as if I hate him. But I don't hate him. I tell him I do, but I don't. So, uh, Evan, tell me a little bit about your hunting background, where how, how, how you got started hunting, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got started in a young age with my dad and my grandpa, and uh, just kind of lived out in the middle of nowhere and just kind of went through the woods and grew up doing that kind of stuff, and definitely fell in love and had a hot, burning passion for it. But, um, seeing it's kind of cool that you're doing this, because you see something on Facebook, and... You really want to see how did he do it, what did I do that he didn't do, and kind of figuring out the whole process, and now you can just sit there and tune in and listen to it. So this is kind of cool having a local, something you can turn into, like tune in on. Yeah, and actually, uh, the story we're going to talk about today is a big reason why I wanted to start the podcast. So to backtrack a couple of weeks here, I was at our hunting club out of town, we're you know, about two hours away, on the way down there... Uh, I get a phone call from Evan, and he said he shot the buck he's been after. Shot it. He thinks it's a great shot. And I'm, you know, so I'm excited. I want to go help him find it. I want to go over there and, you know. And this whole conversation took 10 minutes because Eli had terrible service. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. He kept on calling me back. I would lose service. I'd call him back. We finally got the conversation out. But, uh, anywho, I, he wanted to go and, you know, he was about to get down and go start looking for the arrow, looking for the blood, uh, blood trail and all. And, um, I, again, I was on my way out of town. So later on that night, I keep on waiting to get pictures. You know, I told him, send me a picture, let me know when you find it. And those texts never came through. And then Evan finally texted me and said, hey, you know, we lost the blood trail as I went into the river. And he's like, I, I have no idea where it is, can't find it. So I'm like, crap. So, I, you know, I was dying to come back up and help. You know, if I, you know, we ended up staying down there, obviously. But um, wanted just to hear the story. I wanted to find out if he was if he was going to find it. So, anyways, the next day I finally get a, te- a picture of the buck from Evan. So I knew he had found it. I was dying to hear the story. I wanted to hear, you know, what happened. So that's a big reason why I started the podcast and why he is my first guest on the show. Because I, you know, I wanted to hear the story, and so now we're going to share the story with you for Evan's buck. Have you named the buck? Did you have a name for it? No, I have not. Because he started showing up. Maybe two weeks before the season. Never seen. I, I hunted the spot last year, 
all small deer. I mean, I just, I didn't harvest a uh, single deer over there. I just kind of more observed for next year. And he started, uh, he came out two weeks before the season and he kind of came one day, he was gone four days, came back and he'd be, and he was not, he was not consistent at all. And until probably right the first two or three days in, he started coming at night. And then I felt like he figured out my work schedule because every day I worked, he was there broad, broadside to my stand for two or three hours. And um, couldn't ever figure him out. So I took a Friday night off, which usually at the restaurant's one of our busiest days. And I took it off, and that's when I killed him. So I knew he <laughs> knew my work schedule pretty good. But, um, yeah, he he was coming in with a group of uh, three or four different eight-pointers, which are young deer. And that, he, that first morning I said there's a bunch of bears, and I started getting real nervous about them spooking the, bear, uh, the deer off and kind of all kind of messing it up. And uh, so they the other bucks started coming back out, and I'm trying to think. Well, actually, a couple of days prior... I, when I was climbing the stand, I think I saw a glimpse of him at the bottom of the hill bedding down. So I kind of got up in this tree, and which I'm sitting in a tree maybe three inches wide. So if I <laughs> grabbed my phone out of the pocket, it felt like the wind blew by and about knocked me out of the stand. So that day I took off. I came and hunt. I uh, got in the stand about five o'clock, and a bunch of deer started coming out. I mean, just felt like every deer in the woods was where I was. And I had all the bucks that he started hanging out with the first of the season showing up. And he, they came as soon as I got in the stand. So they were in front of me for at least two hours. And they had me sitting there and just cruising. They laid down, stood there, and like it was their home and had no idea I was there. A couple more fawns showed up. And it was like three fawns came walking to my right. And I didn't think, no, I figured that would be a, just their mama behind them. So I just kind of quit paying attention to them. And I just kind of looked back right there. There's three fawns that walk out, and he was right behind them, following them. And wow. I did, there's one spot that I would never thought he'd come at. I mean, it was right. It was almost where I walk in from the house. So I, I just would never guess he'd come that way. But uh, so I posted a video of me shooting that deer, and it was only three minutes. But I, by the time he was underneath me, it took me like 15 minutes to shoot him. So by that wow. time, I, <laughs> I was shaking like a leaf because that was my biggest deer with a bow. <laughs> and uh he uh so he came and it was just the hardest part was there's so many deer so many eyeballs looking at me trying to pull back and i was in such a little stand that i was like no there's no way and uh they kept bouncing back and forth and finally that one buck took off to the left and he looked down and i pulled back and it i mean i was maybe holding back for eight seconds and i shot and which i shot a little further back than i really tended on and I thought I was just nervous. I was just, oh man, I was. I don't care. I knew I hit good, and uh, that's when I got out of stand and called Eli. I said like two words, and he'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "So it took like ten minutes." That was, I think he's the first, second person I called, and it took like, oh man, it took forever trying to spit it out, and I'm shaking trying to get it out, and I was like, I ran to the top of the hill try to get service, and um, so needless to say, I thought I hit that deer pretty good. I knew I double lunged it, and he took off straight down the hill, and I said that deer's. 70 yards max got out went up there and called a few buddies and we went it was probably about an hour by the time we waited and so we went down there and i looked at the blood and it was straight bright bubbly blood and i was like oh, okay yeah, yeah perfect yeah and i was like yeah okay that's that there's no way he's i shot him with a rage uh tripan which some things are gnarly but uh so we started looking we never did have to bend over maybe like twice when it started getting to the end 
never did have to look for blood i mean it was pouring out both sides it was like a two foot trail on width all the way there and i was walking i'm sitting there say oh i can smell it getting close to it nothing and my buddy was like you can't smell it <laughs> so we we tracked this deer for maybe a little over a mile and he'd go down the hill all the way back up down the hill all the way back up and it was not it was it was a steep hill i mean it wasn't no easy walk we kept following it and i started hearing that river and a couple days prior there was that big rain so we got down the bottom of the river and i could hear it coming down hard and i said oh gosh i was praying that a deer was laying right before that river but we was following that blood trail it looked like he went full speed and jumped into that river and i was there was no way if he was on the other side that i would have probably gotten in to go get him right so i was like dude that and i my heart sank i was like dude this is my biggest deer with a bow and uh, i knew i shot it good and so we watched it walk that river bank and we couldn't find him i said well we'll just I'll go look know, down the river and on the next couple of days see if you see buzzards or something so i got out and uh well not just got out we hiked out like it was it was point to where we was hanging on trees trying to get out of where we was going got out and the neighbor down the road he shot a buck too and he said his went to the river and he couldn't find it so we're like all right well, let's just meet up in the morning take his kayak out kind of where he saw his and maybe because i in my mind i was like I know we're not gonna find my deer. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, rivers up. I I was I was afraid for you. I remember texting you. I'm like, you know, the next day, I'm like, get out there, get in a kayak or get an inner tube, float down, walk <laughs> yeah. down, whatever. If you don't have permission to get in, I'm like, get in the river, float down, and just see if you can spot the deer. I, I was afraid for you. I really was. But yeah, that um, like in my mind, I knew I wasn't gonna find that deer. I kind of had to cancel that out. But so that night I got home and I think I watched that video of me shooting a deer a hundred times. Ran a whole phone battery dead. Just trying to, I don't know, I mean I did shoot like six inches back where I was, where I was aiming. I could not figure that out. But I just, I thought I had the nervous jerks. Yeah, I probably just had the jitters, yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, I, I still know I hit the lungs. And I was like, that's what making me feel good. So we went the next morning, met with him about 7... 715, 7.30, went down the bottom of the hill. He put his kayak in, went up. He probably went up from where he thought his was. He probably went up 100 yards, and I hear my phone ring. I couldn't see him anymore because he could not walk the banks. He says, you want the good news or bad news? I'm like, uh-oh. I said, what's the bad news? He said, I don't know how I'm going to get your deer out of here. And I said, oh, you found it. He said, good news, I found your deer. I said, are you serious? He said, it's floating upside down. Just his back end was sticking out. Wow. Right in the right before it got deep. And I'm, dude, I was like, that was a blessing from God. I said, there's no way. And like a lot of you deer hunters, you you know if a deer hits something like that or, dude, that, it's not, you're not going to find it almost. Yeah. And um, so I just completely blew my mind. So we, I jumped in and waded up and got to him and that river was cold. That was, <laughs> that was like belly deep and I was freezing. And that deer that was double lung. So he was filling up with water, trying to get across the creek, and he was getting heavy. So, And I was dragging him where his head was underwater. So I knew if I let go, there's no way yeah, I'd find that deer. So the other dude jumped out, and we threw him on the kayak, and we kind of waded him back, and took the ATV and got him out. And he's like, well, I'm just going to go down the river and find, see if I can find his. He went down the river, called me again. He says, you want the bad, good news or the bad news? I'm like, good news. He said, I found my deer. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, 
I was like, what's the bad news? He's like, it looks like it's even worse spot than yours. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so we waited out there again, and um, we got his deer out. But that just, that just goes to show don't ever give up looking for a deer. Because oh, right, in my right. mind, I woke up tired that morning. I said, I'm not even going to go. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just go see if we maybe find his. So that's um, that was a blessing from God with that deer yeah, in my yeah, mind. Sure. So how far do you think it floated down, or how far did it like move down the river? From where I shot it, because you couldn't you couldn't really walk um, up that river too much because that bank was insanely steep. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess where it went in and where it floated down to, it's probably about 150 yards, 200 yards. Gotcha. So I think he went. Um, I think he went across the river, and he was trying to get... That bank was steep all the way down. There was no right. easy spots to get up, and I think he tried to get up. came sit, sit back down and kind of tried to get up, and he worked his way all the way down. But if he would have been another... I'd say another foot out, there's no way we could have found him because wow. it was on that river bank, and it was just... That was super lucky because I, when I was carrying him across the river, he was maybe six inches under the water, and I couldn't see him when wow. I was dragging him. So that's, yes, and the river was like chocolate milk too. Well, oh, and it was yeah. dirty, so not not clear water. Fast so, yeah, moving. You're right. If it would have been, if it would have sank, it would have been. You know, you may have found it. You know, two weeks later, and you're yeah. ruined. But you know, <laughs> probably found um, in the <laughs> Lake Lanier. Yeah, but I know, but I know Lake Lanier, and you might find it. <laughs> no, so that that is a incredible story, and that's the again one reason why I want to start the podcast is because of the recovery story on this deer, and I know you. Probably had a sleepless night that Friday night. Oh yeah, you know, not not knowing <laughs> yeah. for sure, feeling good about the shot. You can't find it, and that's one thing I always tell people is I love blood trailing deer, mm-hmm. but I hate blood trailing mine. If I shot <laughs> yeah. it, I'm, I'm I'm always dissecting. I'm like, did I make a good shot? Like I thought it sounded good. I felt good about it. Now like other people's deer, I can stay positive. I'll stay on it. I'm like, no, we're gonna find it. We're good. If it's my deer, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. I missed him. <laughs> I'm hanging the bow up. I yeah, I'm not I quit. videoing anymore. I quit. See what I do wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no. yeah, that um, the video really helped me because I could watch what I was doing wrong, and um, I could tell I had the nervous shakes. But I uh, I just man, I wish I wouldn't have shot it so far back because I thought he was quartering to me more. And then when I finally found the deer. It was straight. I barely clipped both lungs on backside. No, maybe that was just me, or maybe I don't right. know. I just, but that was lucky to be honest. That's basically yeah. the whole story's luck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's you know the the first story I shared on the podcast was a, a story of luck. You know, mm-hmm. kill a deer walking out. But um, I was that's but you know, hey, hunting is uh, a lot about luck. Oh, a, a, yeah. l- a little bit of skill, a lot of luck, a lot. You know, things have to fall right. But uh, I'd rather be lucky than good. Oh uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So um. Back to the deer, details on the deer. It was a seven-pointer, right? Mm-hmm. Had a split G2 split on one G2. of the sides. Did you get it scored yet? I have not. Actually, it's a good thing. Yeah, well, we can get it. We're sitting in the yeah. parking lot of Trip Sporting Goods here in Dahlonega, one of our sponsors, actually. Um, so we'll, we'll go in there and get Daniel to score this thing here in a minute. And we'll. Uh, I'm going to post pictures probably Monday, and uh, we'll get this podcast released out, I'm thinking, on October 14th on a Wednesday. Nice. We're going to try to release on Wednesdays. The good thing so, about uh, this deer was uh, none of that wheat, uh, none of that meat was wasted because it was sitting in that river and it was cold. So we took it to the uh, processor and he said, "No, it's all good. If you want to go ahead and get it grounded," I said, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> so cool deal. makes it even as icing on the cake. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the reason you know all of us like to hunt and whatnot is because uh, obviously we want to want to eat them. So, yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and this has been another episode of Bucktails Podcast. Thank you.
the Bucktails Podcast. Brought to you in part by Trick Sporting Goods in Dahlonega, Georgia.